Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Celt podcast. In our Premier Division, Hornsey and Highgate 1, Atletico Cerezo 4. Moving on to the Championship where we also had one fixture, Real Menza 4, Alexandra Knights 3. Into Division 1, Gospel Oak 2, United House 0, Cadaris Town 4, AC Finchley 3. Unfortunately, we fell to a 2-1 defeat to Highgate Albion Reserves. Started the game off very lethargic. Uh, Warm-up wasn't good enough. Um, and we were punished in about the 30th minute. Uh, Highgate Albion were very wasteful with some of their chances. They could have been 2 or 3 nil up by half-time. They hit us on the counter-attack to make it 2-0. Uh, we then did get back in the match. We were a lot better in the second half. We pulled one back, but unfortunately we couldn't get that equalising goal. Um... Peckinspore 4, Northumberland Park Rangers 2. And in my game of the week, London Wednesday 5, Enfield United 0. I did predict a five-goal game here, but I thought it'd be a lot closer. I thought it, I predicted a 3-2 win for London Wednesday, but it looks like it was a very impressive result for them. Moving on to Division 2, Mill Hill Club, the Football 2, Locomotive Thunder 1, AFC Edmonton 1, GTFA 1. North London Athletic 2, Anatolians 0, Trent Park 0, AFC Oakwood Reserves 1. And in my game of the week, Grange Park 2, Whetstone Wanderers under 23-6. I actually predicted a 3-1 win for Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. They've been looking very impressive this season early on. And that's another result for them to continue their form. Moving on to Division 3, London Orient 3, AFC Muswell Hill 2. North London Colts 11, Roven Reporters 0, Underdogs 2, Sopranos SC 3, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys 2, Shentry Athletic 1, and in my game of the week, Continental 0, North London Wanderers 4. Very surprising result here. Continental had been going very good. They'd scored uh, double digits against Roven Reporters. They'd scored 9 in the London Junior Cup. The week before, and even though North London Wanderers had a very impressive result the week before as well, I thought Continental would win this game in the high-scoring affair. I actually went for a 5-2 win for Continental. So, more shocked with the fact that they didn't score in this game than them actually losing. I thought North London Wanderers could pick up the victory, even though I went for a three-goal thing. I thought it'd be an entertaining game, so I was very shocked. That Continental failed to score and also lose by four goals. Moving on to Division 4, FC Cricklewood 4 into Middle Hill 2, Maidavia 2, NLR 4, Arnest Rangers 1, Gower Phoenix 3, Brotherhood 2, Highgate Albion 3rds 1. And in my game of the week, Barnet Salsa 0, Camden FC 0. Actually predicted a draw here, but I predicted a more entertaining two-all draw. But seems like it was a damp squib, a nil-nil draw between them two teams. Moving on to Division Five now: EC Galaxy Three, Fireside FC Nil, 
and new Copper 4, South Tottenham United 4. Moving on to Division 6 now, AFC Muswell Hill seconds 4, Armenian Youth Association 2, Chifchauenberber 7, Edmonton Rovers 1, Highgate Albion Falls 4, Rover Reporters Reserves 2, Northwest Wolves 2, Enfield Albion 7. Moving on into the cup results in the Middlesex Junior Trophy, Coney Hatch Athletic 8, West London Athletic 5, Heron Hounds FC 0, Northwest Galacticos 3, and Talflick FC 2, Northfields Badgers 3. Now moving on to the London Challenge Cup results, uh, a lot of these games got called off, well probably about half of them got called off, but here's the games that survived the weather. Dumlupina 1, Takers 8, a uh, very big win for Takers, I actually thought they'd might lose this game actually with the way they've started off, although they've been unbeaten, they've been tested in, in every game and they failed to play Highgate Albion, they've played kind of teams that would be battling towards the lower end of the uh, table in the Premier Division in Atletico Cerezo, uh, for example, and even Gower. Gower struggled early on last season, so I thought Takers would probably dispatch them quite easy as they did last season. But this is a very positive result for Takers against a very experienced London Challenge Cup team. Very good result for them, and hopefully for them, it uh, elevates them into next week. They've got a very big fixture, and we're going to run through that later on. Gower All Stars 3. Jam 3. Jam advancing on penalties. I actually thought Gower would win this game. Um, it seems like it was a very crazy game looking at Jam's uh, Twitter page. I think there was a red card involved and obviously it went to penalties and Jam advancing there. Uh, Highgate and Muswell Hill 3. Heavy hitters nil. I thought this would be a closer game. I thought it might go to penalties but it looks like Highgate and Muswell Hill were too much for heavy hitters. Highgate Albion 4, the wall nil. Uh, I thought this would be a closer game. I thought the wall would be a bit more resolute. But Highgate Albion, very experienced team. Very talented team as well. Just seeing past the wall very comfortably there. 4 nil. Panda FC 1, the Bandits 3. A uh, very good result for the Bandits there. I'd expected them to win against Panda FC. Panda FC have been... All out of sorts this season, you know, finding the step up to the Barnet League very difficult, and that's another defeat for them. They have to bounce back in the league um, this week. They need a result for confidence boosting. Uh, Park Royals one, Eastway Athletic two. As I said, Park Royals give everyone a game. I did want to see them win because they are a good bunch of lads, but. They fall again at the first hurdle of the London Sunday Challenge Cup. And this time it's Eastway Athletic who are the team doing the damage. Traps and Spore UK 2, Bickley nil. Very big result for Traps and Spore UK. A bit of a shock here. I expected Bickley to win by the odd goal. But Traps and Spore UK, fantastic result for them. They go through to their next round. So well done to them. And Westbourne United 5, Rising Talents 2. Very good result. Very, very good um, response for Westbourne United to losing their first game of the season against the Bandits the week before. Very good job on a rising talents team. So moving on, 
here's the fixtures for this week. In the Premier Division, we've got Atletico Cerezo versus Trebson Sport UK. Gowell stars facing Hornsey in Highgate. And the big game at the top of the table, Highgate Albion versus Takers. Two teams coming off very good results in the London Sunday Challenge Cup. But I'm actually going to go for a Highgate Albion win here. I'm going to go for a 3-1 win for Highgate Albion there. Moving on into the championship. Real Menza facing Panda FC. And my game of the week, the Bandits coming off a nice win in the London Sunday Challenge Cup. They face Alexandra Knights who lost their 100% record this weekend in the league. I'm going to go for a Bandits win here. I'm going to go 3-1 to the Bandits. I know 3-1's a bit repetitive here. Moving on into Division 1 now. AC Finchley versus Peckinspore. London Wednesday versus AFC Rose. United House facing Northumberland Park Rangers. And in my game of the week, Highgate Albion Reserves facing Gospel Oak. We've played both teams this season, so we know what both teams are about. Highgate Albion have a lot about them, the reserve team. I expect a 3 or 4-1 win for Highgate Albion Reserves there. Moving on to Division 2, Anatolians face AFC Edmonton. AFC Oakwood Reserves face Trent Park. And in my game of the week, GTFA face Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. Very impressive start to the season for Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. Their move up levels in this um, league has proved very fruitful for them early on. And I'm expecting them to pull out a very impressive 2-1 win over GTFA. Moving on to Division 3 now. Continental facing underdogs. AFC Muswell Hill versus Shentry Athletic. London Orient versus Whetstone Wanderers. Old boys. And in my game of the week, a team coming off a very impressive result. North London Wanderers face Sopranos FC, who seem to have entertaining games most weeks. I'm going to go for another entertaining game here. I'm going to go 4-3 to North London Wanderers. Moving on to Division 4 now. Brotherhood FC facing Intermill Hill. Camden FC face Gower Phoenix. Cricklewood face Barnet Salsa. And NLR face Honest Rangers. Moving on to Division 5. Fireside FC versus Cock Fosters. Northwest Galacticos face New Copper. South Tottenham United face Tauflick. And into Division 6, Armenian Youth Association face Northwest Wolves. Enfield Albion face High, um, Edmonton Rovers. Highgate Albion Force face AFC Muswell Hill seconds. Roven Reporters Reserves face New Barnet. And Coney Hatch Athletic face North Atletico Seniors. Into the Middlesex Premier Cup, Club Assyria face Westbourne United. Park Rolls face Grenfell Athletic. It's showtime as Showtime FC face heavy hitters. Into the Middlesex Junior Cup. Grange Park face Shirley Wood. That's actually in their name. I'm not even joking. Uh, Highgate Albion Thirds face Mill Hill Club to football. Hounslow Wolves face Roven Reporters. First team. North London Colts face Royal Park. And OHR face Enfield United. And we've also got the rearranged London Sunday Challenge Cup matches. Rocker Seniors face Mehmet Chikgalata. 
as I said last week, I don't think my prediction's going to change. I went for a 3-1 win for Rocker Seniors. Swag faced the Wrongans. I predicted a 4-1 win, a 3-4-1 win there for Swag. Uh, Southwest Rangers versus AFC Oakwood. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for AFC Oakwood. And Zaza FC facing FC Kawoya. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for FC Kawoya. Join us next week where we'll have the results from the league as well as the London Sunday Challenge Cup action. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast. Good to be back recording again after a couple of weeks off um, due to a few things going on personally, having a child, etc. Congratulations to me, blah de blah. Um, but yeah, just going to run through the results, uh, the fixtures for next week. A little shout out to a couple of the teams that have started the season really well, which I would have done last week. Um, and just a, just a general overview of the, the Hearts Advertiser League. So here we go, starting off with the Prem. Brookman's Park 4. Paxton Rovers 4, Six Bells 1, FC Welling 0, Plough and Harrow 6, Phoenix 1, Queenshead 2, Bournemouth Rovers 2. In Division 1, AFC London Road Reserves 2, Wheatsheaf 1, Blackbury Jacks 2, Stratford Arms 9, Pinewood 0, Harpen and Colt Old Boys 1, and Player Packs 2, Hilltop 0. In Division 2, Forever Young People FC 3, Wheat Amstead 89-2. In Division 3, Oceans 11-4, TNF 3. In Division 4, St George's 2, Phoenix Reserves 4. And in Division 5, Hatfield Comets, Hatfield Comets against St Albans Warriors was abandoned. Not sure why. And uh, Phoenix A 2, Radlett Town 1. In the Hart Junior County Cup, AC Next Gen nil, AFC London Road thirds three, BWSC received a home win, a walkover against Mayland Forest, Bournemouth Raiders four, Brookmans Park Reserves five, CF Flamingos four, Oak United nil, Green Rangers four, Moortown one, Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves three, Two Willows five, Little Heath Sunday five, North Hearts Hatters two. Marshalls with Rovers 3, Ashwell 1, Oaks 4, Rosen Crown, Burkhamsted 1, Royston Rangers 2, Georgian Dragon 1, Royston Rangers Reserves 3, Koi Koi FC 1, St Albans Athletic 2, Ware Hurricanes 2, St Albans Athletic winning 4 3 on penalties, St Albans Lions 1, Hitchin Town Supporters 6, The Old Bulls 7, London Coney United 3, Welling Warriors Firsts 6, Hemel Harriers 4, and Welling Warriors Reserves 7, Mermaid Reserves 1. So the fixtures for this coming Sunday then, starting with the Premier Division, Paxton Rovers against Bournemouth Rovers, Phoenix against Six Bells, Skewbridge against Brookmans Park, and the Plough and Harrow against FC Welling. In Division 1, Hilltop against the Wheatsheaf, Pinewood against AFC London Road Reserves. In Division 2, BWSC against Forever Young People, Mermaid against AFC London Road Thirds, Six Bells Reserves against Welling Warriors. Division 3, Beehive against AFC Mims, 
Bournemouth Raiders against two Willows. And Ocean's Eleven against Oaks. Oh, sorry. And also TNF against Auburn Dynamo. In Division 4, Moortown against Mermaid Reserves. Oak United against Phoenix Reserves. St Albans Athletic against Royston Rangers. And St George's against Hearts Vets. In Division 5, there's Brookmans Park Reserves against Marshallswick. Phoenix A against St Albans Lions. Royston Rangers Reserves against London Coney United. St Albans Warriors against Radlett Town. Welling Warriors Reserves against Rosencrown Mosquitoes. And also in the KO Cup, we have Harpen and Colt Old Boys Firsts against Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves. We have one game for the Hearts Senior County Cup where Queen's Head will play Allenbury's. And we have two games from the Hearts Junior County Cup. Hatfield Seniors against Hanbury's and Wheathampstead Wanderers against Hartford Lions Firsts. So just a quick run through then of the league tables, uh, teams that are doing quite well at the moment. And we're going to start off with the, the creme de la creme, the Premier Division. So the top two, neck and neck, level on points, three from three, are the reigning champions in second place, Skewbridge. And ahead of them on goal difference, six bells who have got off to a fantastic start. Really well done from them, um, headed by five goals. So they've, they've put a few uh, few past them as well. Queen's Head last year's runners-up um, in, in third. And also a shout-out to Bournemouth Rovers, um, unbeaten after getting promoted from Division 1 last year in fourth uh, with two wins and a draw. So that's the top four from the Premier Division. Then going into Division 1, the league leaders from there are my actual pick for the surprise package in this division. And, yep, it's uh, it's four from four for um, Stratford Arms, 15 goals in in the in the in the uh, in the black as well. So they're absolutely flying at the moment. Very very good side. They're gonna they're gonna be there or thereabouts. Um, they were my surprise package, and a bit like player packs were my surprise package in Division Two last year. They just they started very well. Um, they, they are. I think if someone finishes above them, they'll probably win the league. Um, in second place, our player packs only defeat coming to Stratford Arms. Um, but obviously, Division One is only eight teams. Everyone's playing each other three times, so there's a real opportunity for teams to get one back on the uh, on the side that's beat them. So player packs, I know, I know, L and the guys L be itching to do that. Shout out to Harpen and Carl Old Boys as well. They've come up their their second consecutive promotion. Uh, they started in Division Three and they haven't actually won either of the divisions. They've just gone up because it's the natural step for them to go up. And and they they're unbeaten actually. Two wins and two draws from their first four games. Um, and Hilltop in fourth. They, they've lost a couple since their opening two wins. Uh, they obviously pumped my lot as well, but um, th th they'll they'll still be up there or thereabouts. It, it's a very competitive division, Division One, and and anyone really can beat anyone. Into Division Two and Forever Young People, another one of my my, my uh, ones to watch. Our top five from five doing really well. Um, I know they had a few players missing at the weekend, and they still got a three-two victory against a very tough and rugged Wheat Amsterdam '89 side, who, who I know quite well from our our battles over the years. Um, yeah, look, they're, they're flying five from five, showing real real strength in uh, in depth within the squad as well. And the Mermaid, last year's Division Three champions, four from four, uh, closely behind them in second place. Really good side that Swanee uh, and Andy have got over there, and they're improving year on year. And um, the, both of them two going really really well, and there's already a five-point gap opened up to the to the teams below them so yep them two are looking fantastic in division two 
In Division 3, Beehive are top uh, four from four. 17 goal difference, absolutely flying. Wheat Hampstead Wanderers are in um, in second place. Both of them finished, they finished third and fourth respectively last year in Division 3 behind the Mermaid and Forza. Obviously, Forza have gone over to the Watford League. Um, so... I did say that I think that these two will be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. And no surprise there. They're both up there. They're doing really well. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's looking like early towards it being between them. But you've got the Oceans, Two Willows, Hatfield Seniors. Um, everyone in this division can beat each other. Again, it's a very competitive division. Um, so yeah, but Beehive and Wheat Amsterdam Wanderers leading the way in Division 3. So well done. In Division 4, Stratford Arms reserves are top of the table with seven points from a possible nine. Um, but yeah, other than Hertfordshire Vets, who have only played two games down in fifth place on six points, this this division is is really, really tight. So from Mermaid Reserves in seventh to Stratford Arms reserves, who are top, there's literally two points separating seven teams. Um, yeah, really, really, really close division. I think this will be a close division as well. Um, it's wide open. Division 4 is absolutely wide open. I think everyone can beat everyone um, on their day. So, yeah, really, really good. But well done, Stratford Arm Reserves. And also Oak United. Um, Franny, I know Franny well. Um, he's come over from the East Hearts League and, and they're in second place at the moment, joint with Hanbury's. So, yeah, it's a really, really good league, this one. And last but by no means least, Division 5 and a huge shout out to Brookman's Park Reserves. Four from four, 14 goal difference, absolutely cruising at this stage of the season. Uh, Rose and Crown Mosquitoes also unbeaten, but with two draws to their name, so they're a bit further off the pace. But again, from excluding the top side, from seventh up to up to second, there's literally four points in it. So it's a really, really close league, really competitive league, Division 5. But Brookman's Park Reserves leading the way, so shout out to them. Uh, very well done. That's all for this week. Um, thanks very much for listening. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. This is the Metropolitan Sunday League, a part of the Selk Grassroots Podcast. I shall be going through the results from the 3rd of October and looking at the fixtures from the 10th of October. Some games was postponed and cancelled due to the fuel issue and the London Marathon locally. The only game in the Ron Pope Premier Division, Zavalas of versus Belmont Athletic was abandoned. No reasons given as to why, whether it was the pitch, whether there's other issues, but all I know was the game between Zavlas and Belmont was abandoned. Going to the John Pitts Senior Division, Atletico Dildal 4, FC Rondo 2, Broccoli Athletic 2, AFC Croydon 5, Duke Clarence 2, Lit Cap 3, and South Warriors FC 4, Teviot Rangers 4. Into Division 1, FC Croydon Town 0, AFC Charlton 2, Greenwich Park Rangers got a home win walkover against London Lionhearts, and Duke FC 12, Catford FC 1. One. Into Division 2, AFC Charlton Reserves 3, ES Lions 2, Rosen Crown 2, Sporting Lion 2, South London Doves 4, Interfector 6, The People's FC Reserves 6, Blues FC 1. Fixtures for the 10th October. Starting 
with the Ron Pro Premier, Belmont Athletic versus Golden Eagles, Catford Wanderers versus Grand Athletic, FC Carulla versus Xavalas, and M Boys versus AFC Brixton. The game to look out for on for this division would be AFC Brixton against M Boys. AFC Brixton have the chance to go top uh, as Rightfield Vipers in a cup competition. And M Boys, who have played two, drawn two, will want to get a win on the board. So the game of the day for that in that division will be M Boys versus AFC Brixton. Into the John Pips, John Pitts Senior Division. FC Rondo versus Duke Clarence. Lit Cap versus AFC Croydon Town. Tevitt Rangers versus Athletic Dildar. And Carpet FC versus South Warriors. Game definitely there is Lit Cap versus Croydon Town. Both have, both have had an interesting start. Lit Cap losing two, winning one last week. White FC Croydon have lost two, uh, lost one, and won two. So everyone seems to be beating everyone in that division already. So the game would be Lit Cap versus AFC Croydon into Division One of the Met League. AFC AFC Charlton versus Honor Oak. Bromley Green South play Duke FC. Catford FC will play AFC Croydon Town. Dio Volante will play Greenwich Park Rangers. Now, a game to look out for will be Bromley Green South versus Duke FC. Duke FC are coming off a massive 12 1 win last week against Bromley South, who've only played one game and drawn, drawn it. They'll be looking to get the points on the board. Duke FC will be looking to increase on their victory from last week. And that will be the game to look out for. It will be probably Green South versus Duke FC. Into Division 2 we go. Fixtures are Blues FC versus Bromley Road. ES Lions versus South London Doves. Petswood Senior Black Vultures versus Rosen Crown. And Sporting Lion versus AFC Charlton Reserves. Game to look out for will be Sporting Lion versus AFC Charlton Reserves. With the People's FC in the Pumpstead Cup competition, AFC Charlton have got the chance to go top. In this game, Owen haven't played two games while the People's played three. And they're playing Sporting Lion, who've played three, drawn two, lost one. So they'll be wanting to get the first win on the board to push them up further up the league. That's all for this week. Good luck to everyone. Hope everyone stays safe and injury-free. Until next week. Bye. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast with myself, Simon Finnegan. I'll be bringing you the results from this week's action, looking ahead to next week's fixtures, and also bringing you bang up to date with league news as and when we get it. Let's get started with a roundup of this week's fixtures. And in the Premier Division, Aylesford were winners at home to Rubicon, coming out on top in the 8-2 victory. 
Tommy Whitnell with a hat-trick for the home team, taking him to 14 for the season and seeing Aylesford take advantage of Marden not playing and going to the top of the table. Langley Athletic fell to a 7-3 defeat in Division 1 to Aylesford Reserves. Jordan Ababio with another two goals for Athletic, but the visitors had a Dale Davis hat-trick and Ashley Russell Brace helped them on their way to move up to second in the table. Langley stayed top on goal difference. Aborn Angels won 1-0 against Yalding and Laddingford, score not known from this match. Cogsheath and Farley moved up to 5th with a 4-3 home win over Minter, the away side coming back from 4-0 down and close to getting off the mark for the first points of the season, but just not to be this weekend. Marius Bruges, Carl Gurr, Nick Townley and Jamie Tree for the Heath, with Jake Fitzpatrick hitting 2 and Chris Brown with the other for Minter. Laybourne were 7-3 away winners at Invicta Rangers, a Jamie Sherlock hat-trick and Adrian Owen Brace among the Laybourne goals. Scorers not known for Rangers and that result moves Laybourne up to 4th. Park Royal Reserves continue in good form at the top of the table and won 2-1 away to Laybourne Chase. Alfred Crickmore with another goal for the Royal seeing him with 5 for the season and keeps Royal 2 points clear at the top with Invicta Sunday in cup action this weekend. Tyrone Wilson with the consolation for Laybourne Chase. Dave Borton caught up with Tom Page after the game. I'm with Tom Page, um, manager of Park Royal Reserves. Uh, just uh, defeated Laybourne Chase 2-1 in a, a really competitive uh, game, I thought. Tom, what was your feelings on the game this morning? Yeah, it started slow, but um, did well. I think, uh, in fairness, they, they had a lot more of the ball in the first half than I was expecting them to have. But overall, I think we came through, had lots of chances at the crossbar. Pip made a good save, so I think overall the result was probably reflected in the game. But um, Gone either way at one point. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I think you've done enough to, to edge it today, definitely. Scored two cracking goals. Talk us through the goals. Yeah, so uh, Alfred Crickmore, Ginge, top goal scorer this season so far, gets the ball in the 18 yard box, pulls out to his right foot, smashes it in. Keeper has got no chance, it was a good goal. And then the uh, second goal was a bit of a weldie. Ali's uh, taken two players on, got it out to the left hand side edge of the 18 yard box and managed to sort of half dink, half smash it over the top of the keeper. It's gone top bins, you don't stop them. No, it's a brilliant goal. I mean, they lost their centre half at half time, which I think. He was playing really well, he was. Yeah, yeah and uh, they sort of ran out of puff of it second half. So overall, what, what do you think? You've sort of played what you know four or five games now. How do you feel the season started for it's, you? It's a competitive league this year. It's a really competitive league. Um, there's a couple of teams in there with uh, good results coming out. Vinters are playing strong. Victor uh, Sunday are doing well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a competitive season for everybody. And uh, I tell you, we haven't had an easy game this year. Even the game against Barman Youth that was nine two. That that score line wasn't really reflective of how well they played. They're a good young team. So it should be an interesting season, in fairness. Good. And who's up next week? Uh, we got cup game against Stanhope and Beaver, I think. Oh, in the Kent Cup. Yeah, Kent All right, we should hope with that one. All right, thanks for right. your time. No Cheers. worries, mate. My thanks to Dave and Tom for that interview. In Division 3, Kent Sands United won a close fought game with Maidstone Tempest 3-2. The victory gave Sands back-to-back wins in the league and takes them up into third place. Damp conditions meant an edgy start for both teams, with no one able to get the upper hand from the start. Some neat play down the left wing and the ball fell to Callum Hatcher inside the box who was able to fire goalbound with his weaker left foot and found the bottom corner putting Sands 1-0 up. That goal gave Sands confidence and saw them find space in the Tempest half but couldn't find the net until just before half time. Tempest failed to deal with a ball on the edge of their own box and Scott Gilman was on hand to send Sands 2-0 up and into the break. It was Tempest who made the quicker start in the second half following a number of changes to personnel and it was around the 60 minute mark when they made it through the Sands backline and went one on one with the keeper 
who brought down the striker and was shown a straight red card. Callum Hatcher took over the gloves and saw the spot kick hit the crossbar. Tempest continued to pile pressure on the 10-man Sands and not long after their penalty miss, they got a goal back from a smart finish inside the box. Bradley Brooker with that. Sands were trying to hold on to the lead when around 10 minutes from time, Tempest equalised from a corner set piece and Sands left the ring creating their own downfall. Keith Holdsworth getting the equaliser. From the restart, Sands caught Tempest on the break, who were also going for the win, and were rewarded with a corner, which was floated towards the front post when Adam Welch lost his marker in the box and caught a glancing header that nestled in at the far post. And all Sands had to do now was hang on for the win, which they did. The game was played in memory of the Sands manager and captain for the day, Mike Pollard's twin sons, Harrison and Jake, who were still born four years ago to the day. And he would like to thank the referee and Mason Tempest players who honoured this with a minute of silence pre-game. And also Tempest made the very kind gesture of their match subs towards Sands, a class act. All Nut Wanderers got their first point of the season in a one-all draw with Parkwood Jupiters. Dan Sweetman for Walnut and Matt Cockle for Parkwood. Moving on to the President's Cup matches. And in Group A, Sutton Valence are through to the next round with a 2-1 home win over East Morning Reserves. Scorers not known for Valence and Charlie Roberts with the Morning goal. Group B saw four ties. Cross Keys and Yalding and Laddenford Reserves took it all the way for a 2-all draw and went to the lottery of penalties. Milo West and Jordan Bampton with the Keys goals. Yalding won the shootout 3-2. Invictor Sunday made the division difference between them and Maidstone Kestrels count, winning 7-2 with William Holness amongst the goals for a brace, taking him to six for the season. Vintas and Snodland played out a tough game with Snodland the victors, 3-0 away from home. Ben Twist getting two to take him to ten for the season and see them through to the next round. Whitehorse Jaguars and Barming Youth got evenly matched in their three-all draw. Billy Bean getting two of the Jags goals and taking his tally to eight for the season. Joshua Wall contributing a pair to the Barming tally and Barming progressed to the next round 4-1 in the shootout. Only four league games this coming weekend with lots of our teams in cup action. We will start with the league games and in the Premier Division, Aylesford will be looking to take advantage of Marden not playing and moving clear at the top but they'll be facing a Park Royal side that will want to take the opportunity themselves to go top with a win. In Division 1, Leeds Athletic returned to action and will be looking for their first points of the season versus Laybourne Angels. Laybourne are at home to Barming Youth in Division 2 and with only two games played for the youth so far in league action, they'll be looking to climb the table. And another Laybourne in action. This time City of Division 3 who are facing Parkwood Jupiters. City have the chance to go free clear of Len Valley if they win this one. On to the cup fixtures and all of these matches are Kent County Cup games. Walnut Wanderers are away to AFC Borough Reserves. Langley Athletic travel to Appledore. East Morning Sunday travel to Tunbridge to face Artois United. Barming Blues are at home to Bromley Green from Ashford. Invicta Rangers travel to Ashford to play Bromley Green Reserves. Coxheath and Farley host Merzham Sports Club. Cross Keys face Maidstone Tempest. East Morning Reserves face Shaddockshurst. 
Invicta Sunday are at home to Lidtown. Len Valley face Loisers. IGS travel to the island to face Laysdown. Marden Miners are at home to Brewmaster High Halden. Park Royal Reserves face Stanhope and Beaver Rangers. Snodland Town are at home to Minter. Whitehorse Jaguars face Biddenden Sunday. Yording and Lanford Reserves face Pilgrims. And in the Plumstead Cup, Whitehorse travel to face People's Reserves. That brings you up to date for all the results and the fixtures from the league this week. Thank you to Kent Sands United for their match report and to the active clubs on social media where it's a great help with the details from your matches as I can fill in some of the blanks. So that's greatly appreciated. That's it for this week. Hope everyone has a good week. Stay safe, enjoy your football and I'll bring you up to date same time next week. Hello and welcome to the South East County Women's Football League section of the All Around the League show for the Selk podcast uh, for the 3rd of October 2021. I know a few games were postponed. Uh, I will just read out the results today and and we'll just take it from there. So in Division 1 East, we had two league games and three FA Cup qualifying round games. In the league, we had Sittingbourne Ladies first drawing 2-2 with Ellsford second, and in the other game, Ramsgate FC women losing 9-0 against Bowden Sports. In the second qualifying round of the FA Cup, we had Welling United women winning 5-0 against Borough Green Junior Ladies, uh, Margate FC ladies losing um, at home 10-1 to Sutton United, and Glebe ladies losing at home against Millwall Lionesses 4-0. Into Division 1 West, one league game and six FA Cup second round qualifying games. In the league, Leverhead FC women winning 5-2 against Burgess Hill Town women. And in the FA Cup second qualifying round, Stenning Town Community women 7, Rofi 1. Lansing Ladies and Seaford Town drew 0-0, uh, Seaford Town winning 3-1 on penalties. Fulham beating Eastbourne United Association 3-1. Dartford winning 11-1 against Tunbridge Wells Foresters. Chichester City losing 3-2 against AFC Littlehampton Ladies. And finally, Ashmount Ladies and Salt Dean United drawing 2-2, with Salt Dean United winning 10-9 on penalties. Into Kent Division 1 East, we've got four league games. University of Kent Ladies losing 4-5 against Diamond United Women. Mersham Sports Club drawing 4-4 with Woodcombe Sports and Social Ladies. Hearn Bay Reserves winning 5-0 against Faversham Strike Force and Betty Shangar Welfare 11, Canterbury City Ladies 0. Canterbury City Ladies not having the best of times at the moment. Kent Division 1 West, four league games. Uh, Petswood Senior Ladies drawing 5-5 with Sevenoaks Town. Uh, I can't see any of the goal scorers on that one. That would have been great to watch, I guess. Um, Junior Reds uh, Seniors losing 8-0 to Anchurians Women. Gravesham Girls and Ladies winning 3-2 against Maidstone United Development. And Footscray Lions winning 1-0 against Oakwood Ladies. Kent Division 2 East. We had three league games going ahead. Sittingbourne Ladies seconds winning 5-2 against Baypoint Ladies. Larkfield Ladies and Castle Colt seconds drawing 4-4. And Barming 
losing 7-4 against Dilltown. And finally, Kent Division 2 West. We had three league games. Orpington Ladies uh, winning 4-2 against Kings Hill. Big result for them. Junior Reds Valiants losing 6-1 against Guru Nanak Ladies. And Bromleyans Women winning 6-0 against Ide Hill and Sundridge. Quick look at the tables. Uh, Division 1 East. Bowden Sports jumped to top spot after their 9-0 win uh, with four games played and nine points on the board. Ellsford are in second uh, with the same played games of four but with eight points. Cray Valley Ladies in third. Only played two games but won both of them with six points. Dartford Women in fourth. Playing three games. One, two with six points. Margate fifth with three points. Glebe Ladies sixth also with three points. Castle Colt Ladies seventh two points. Sittingbourne Ladies in 8th with 2 points, Borough Green Junior Ladies in ninth with no points, and Ramsgate Women Rock Bottom in 10th with no points. Still all to play for, so that will definitely change as the season goes on. Going into Division 1 West, Ashmount Lee, top of the table still after they've had a break from the league with 9 points. Stenningtown, same in 2nd with 9 points. Burgess Hill Town in 3rd with 7 points. Eastbourne United Association in 4th with 6 points. Leatherheads. Women in 5th with 6 points. AFC Little Hampton Ladies in 6th with 1 point. Tunbridge Wells Foresters 7th with 1 point. Beckenham Town in 8th with 1 point. Whiteleaf Development in 9th with 1 point. And Lansing Ladies in 10th with 1 point. All being separated by goal difference, obviously. Loads to still play for. Only 2 or 3 games played in that division. Moving on to Division 1 East. Kent side. Hern Bay Reserves top with 12 points. 4 wins from 4. Diamond United Women 2nd. On nine points, Betty Shanger Welfare in third with seven points, Aversham Strike Force in fourth with six points, Woodcombe Sports and Social Ladies fifth with five points, University of Kent Ladies sixth, three points, Barham in seventh with three points, Mersham Sports Club Ladies in eighth with one point, and Canterbury City Ladies in ninth with no points. In one West, we've got Seven Oaks Town top of the league with ten points from five games. Long Lane Women in 2nd with 9 points. Maystone United Women Development in 3rd with 9 points. Kent Football United Development 4th with 6 points. Anturians Women's 5th with 6 points. Oakwood Ladies 6th with 6 points. Gravesham Girls and Ladies 7th with 6 points. Footscray Lions 8th with 3 points. Petswood Ladies Seniors getting their first point this Sunday against Beckenham. Brilliant stuff. And in 10th we've got Junior Red Seniors on no points. Kent Division 2 East, Sittingbourne Ladies top with 12 points from a possible 12. Larkfield Ladies in second with 7 points. The Fountain SSC in third with 6 points but with games in hand. Baypoint Ladies fourth with 6 points. Dill Town fifth with 6 points. Lidtown sixth with 3 points. Barming seventh with 3 points. Castle Colts getting their first points as well this Sunday in eighth with 1 point. And Bitterden in ninth with no points. Moving on to Kent Division 2 West, we've got FC Peak still top, which is always nice for me. Uh, Orpington Ladies jumping up into second after beating Kings Hill uh, in seven points. Kings Hill third with six points. Bromleyans jumping up to fourth after their big 6-0 win uh, with six points. London Legends didn't have a fixture this week in fifth with four points. Junior Red Valiants in sixth with three points. Guru Nanak Ladies getting their first points on the board in 7th with 3 points. Ide Hill and Sundridge in 8th with 3 points. And bottom, Tunbridge Wells Development on 0 points. Uh, still all to play for. 
Um, moving on now to predictions of the week. I'm probably just going to select one from each division just to kind of focus on rather than going through the lot. Um, hopefully we can get all the games on again and we'll see what happens. Send to the fixtures for next week, 10th of October. We are going to look at Division 1 East to start with. Um, so we have currently got Ellsford seconds against Ramsgate women. Borough Green Junior Ladies against Sittingbourne Ladies. Um, my game of the week would be Cray Valley Ladies against Bowden Sports. That's a big one at the top. Uh, if Cray Valley get the win, obviously it closes the gap, leaves them a couple of games in hand. If Bowden Sports get the win, they'll obviously stay top uh, and create a bigger gap between them and the third spot. Division 1 West, we've got Ashmount Lee taking on Leverhead. AFC Littlehampton Ladies taking on Stenning Town Community Women. Burgess Hill Town taking on Lansing Ladies. Eastbourne Association uh, taking on Tunbridge Wells Foresters and Whiteleaf Development taking on Beckenham Town. That's going to be my game of the week. Um, although I'm not a big fan of Beckenham Town for trying to poach my players, which I've just put out there, um, I think they can get a win here, um, which would be good for them to get their season started. Into Kent Division 1 East, we've got four league games uh, for the 10th of October. A couple of tasty ones in this one. Uh, so we've got Barham against Mersham Sport Ladies. We've got Faversham Strike Force against University of Kent Ladies. Woodcombe Sport and Social Ladies taking on Betty Shanga Welfare. And my game of the week, Diamond United taking on Herne Bay Reserves. Top of the table clash. I'm a back Diamond United on this one, just because I like the name. Division 1 West, we've got four league games. Gresham Girls and Ladies taking on Footscray Lions. Oakwood Ladies taking on Pittswood Seniors. Maidstone United Development taking on Junior Reds. Anturians taking on Long Lane. And Sevenoaks Town taking on Kent Football United. Sevenoaks Town taking on Kent Football United would be a nice one. Um, I'd go with a Sevenoaks Town win. Moving on to Kent Division 2 East. We've got four games. Baypoint Ladies taking on Lid Town. Castle Colts second taking on Barming, Larkfield ladies taking on Bitterden, and the Fountain SSC taking on Sittingbourne ladies. Uh, my game of the week has to be the Fountain SSC taking on Sittingbourne ladies. Top of the table clash again. Um, I don't know anything about Sittingbourne ladies, so no offence, but from what I saw against the Fountain SSC when we played them in the cup, they've got a solid centre-back partnership, which I just can't see them conceding many goals this season. So I would definitely back them. Even though I know Sittingbourne have been scoring for fun, I just feel like the Fountain SSC will do the trick. And finally into Kent West Division 2, we've got FC Peak taking on London Legends. Uh, I feel like this will be a tough game for us. Hopefully we can come out on top and keep the winning streak going, extend the lead. Uh, Guru Nanak Ladies taking on Orpington Ladies. We've got Kings Hill taking on Bromleyans. And we've finally got Tunbridge Wells Foresters Development taking on Junior Reds Valiants. Hopefully all the games get to go ahead. My game of the week will be Kings Hill against Bromleyans. Um, Kings Hill want to bounce back from that defeat and Bromleyans starting to take off. I'm going to go with a Kings Hill win. Uh, no offence to either teams, haven't played either of them yet, but I just feel like maybe that's what's going to happen. Kings Hill will get the win. They'll come back with a bit of vengeance after losing. I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, but that ends the Southeast. County's Women's Football League section of the show. Uh, hope everyone's games get to go ahead on Sunday. I've not looked at the weather, so I don't know if it's going to be rainy. Um, 
if I've said anyone's names wrong or anything like that, just give me a shout out. Um, apparently I'm famous on Twitter. Don't know what's going on there. And all the best for the rest of the week. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 3rd of October. Uh, this week saw the Hearts FA Junior Cup first round and five teams made it through to the next round with some impressive results. The saying goes that a week is a long time in politics and indeed Southern Cross and Rio Rovers prove that it is equally the case in football as well. Southern Cross came into their tie with fellow third division side Rio Rovers on the back of a 13-0 win in the Challenge Cup, whilst Rio Rovers suffered a defeat a week previously. But it was Rio who turned in an excellent performance, winning 3-0. A poor clearance allowed Rio to take the lead through Aaron Emmanuel, and they doubled the lead before half-time following a goalkeeping error which allowed Danny Mensah to net. Rio confirmed the win with a breakaway goal midway through the second half through Lewis Phillips. Both St Mary's Harefield and Watford Youth Sports enjoyed good away wins as well. St Mary's beat FC Boca Seniors 5-1, Craig Matheson netting a brace, with Luke Bentley, Matt Swain and Harvey Brown also on target. Zach McNichols, Taylor Kemp and Carl Davis all found the net for Watford Youth Sports as they defeated Bingo Blinders 3-0. The other two sides through on the day were Inter, who beat fellow third division side Brickettwood Acorns 2-1, with Chris Dead and Barna Aluska, on target, with Taylor Pope replying for the visitors. Forza Watford notched up a 5-2 win at home over Ballsmore United. Dominic Leacock and Giuseppe Delgado both scoring twice, with Blade and Trigg scoring the other. Watford Youth Sports Old Boys lost out 5-4 on penalties to Armentree after a 1-1 draw after 90 minutes. Zane Trowdry with the goal. Sparta Phoenix suffered a 3-2 home defeat to the wonderfully named Unpredictable FC. Floyd Thompson and Dan Clark with their goals. Elsewhere, Anthony Mailer's double was not enough for West Hearts as they went down 5-2 at home to Goff's Oak Comrades, whilst BBFC suffered a, a 6-0 away defeat to Sandon. In the Terry Devereux President's Cup, the group games commenced and in Group A, FC Unicorn got off to a fine start with a 4-0 win over Evergreen. The host took the lead through Jack Bishop, who capitalised on a short back pass to the keeper, allowing him to tuck the ball into the bottom corner. Joe Turberfield made it two with his first goal for the club, 
and then good work from Callum O'Connor saw his shot staved and Turberfield fired the loose ball into the bottom corner. Turberfield provided, uh, turned provider shortly after, whipping a ball into the box and Callum O'Connor arrived at the back post to catch it on the half volley, giving the keeper no chance. O'Connor doubled his tally, following good work from Charlie Benning and Jamie Calvin. Calvin's ball was met by O'Connor and his touch took him round the defender and allowed him to volley home. Oakview enjoyed a 3-1 away win over Old Falarians. Oakview went ahead when Tom Kennedy lobbed the keeper from around 40 yards out, before Falarians equalised when Harry Templin latched onto through ball and was brought down by the on-rushing keeper. Charlie Haley stepped up to level from the spot, low to the keeper's right. In the second half, both sides missed chances before Oakview introduced Lee Armit from the bench and he had an immediate effect scoring twice. The first to volley from around 20 yards out and then to seal the victory with a close-range finish. In the President's Cup Group B, Everett Rovers Reed beat North Watford in a seven-goal thriller as they came back from behind three times. Marcus Wiley opened the scoring for North Watford before Everett equalised through Matt Morris. Ashley Harewood then put North Watford back in front, showing perseverance running down a loose ball and finishing into an empty net. Everett then equalised from the penalty spot just before half-time through Josh Squires-Adams. In the second half, Carl Penny again put North Watford ahead after great work from Marcus Wiley. But Everett equalised for a third time through Matt Dryden-Taylor. Then, in the dying seconds of the game, Messuck-Williams scored the winner for Everett. It was a far more straightforward affair as St Joseph's great start to the seasons continued with an 8-0 demolition of Chorley Wood Club. Lee Banning opened the scoring after just four minutes, heading home a corner, and his team never looked back after that. Hugo Figueredo then helped himself to two quick goals, which ultimately put the game out of reach within the opening 20 minutes. This was followed by a goal from Jake Tabor just before the break. With the game won by half-time, St Joseph made five substitutions. But the goals continued to flow, with Jake Tabor netting his second of the game, before the endless work rate of Ellis Douglas earned him a goal that he thoroughly deserved. With ten minutes to go, Finley O'Reilly went past two defenders and netted the seventh, and it was only left for Dom David to get on the score sheet with another clinical finish to complete the route. In Division 1, Abbott's Langley Cub went top of the table after a 5-1 win over Langleybury Cricket Club. They took the lead in the first half through Lucas Halligan after some good work from Callum Galvin. Langleybury equalised early in the second half through Oliver Eilock before Eli Kiefer scored a brace in response to make the game more comfortable for Abbotts. Callum Galvin added another before Lucas Halligan rounded off the scoring.
Both Ricky AFC and Casterby Rangers gained a first win of the season. Ricky beat Soccer 5-0, who are at the foot of the table after three straight defeats. It was a great performance from Ricky, who had been struggling themselves. Catalin Padres was the star man netting a hat-trick, with Ebenezer Essam and George Blanks also on target. Casterbury Rangers inflicted on WD their first ever league defeat with a 4-2 win. Casterbury could even afford to miss a penalty when Joe Mortimer fired his effort over the bar. They did eventually get the lead they deserved, though, when a Jamie McDougall corner was met by the head of Rob Ladmore, who headed down in the area. Casterbury regained the lead when Aidan Leslie worked the ball out to Charlie Bradford, whose cross from the right fell between the two centre-backs to Nathan Page, who killed the ball with his first touch and smashed home past the keeper with his second. They extended their lead further when another Jamie McDougall cross fell to the feet of John Birch, who was able to bundle the ball in from six yards. WD kept themselves within touching distance, though, when they pulled one back with a DM Bell header from a corner, but Rangers killed the game when a ball out to the left to Nathan Page, who crossed to the onrushing head of Taylor Asunderolo, and he headed in from close range. In Division 2, Woodside had the perfect morning when they won the Woodside derby, beating Watford Town 6-1. It was Town who took an early lead through Joe Smith, but Jack Robertson equalised on his Woodside debut, and his new team never looked back after that. Joe Fox put them ahead after a through ball from Nathan Gullin. Henry Hardman scored the first of his three goals just before the break with a lob from just inside the box. The scoring continued into the second half, with Robertson scoring his second of the game, followed by two quick-fire goals from Hardman to complete his hat-trick and the scoring. Chelfon Saints went one goal better as they beat Dombar 7-1. Tom Mack netted a brace with Will Jones, Aidan Brennan, Niall O'Shea, Callum Donovan and Jack Flanagan also scoring. Dunbar consolation goal came from Scott Kilban. Goals from Flynn Duncan and Ryan Mangan were enough for Dunning's Bar to register their first win of the season over Abbott's Wanderers. Finally, in Division 3, just the one game, which saw Francis George move up to third place in the table with a 7-3 win over Wishing Well Watford. The league's bottom side can at least draw strength from the fact that they scored three times through Charlie Reeves, Martin Connor and Jamie Wheeler. The problem continues to be at the other end of the pitch as Tom Minton struck a hat-trick for George, Elliot K. Jessup a brace and it was a goal each for Adam Wildham and Luke Furlong. That ties up this week's podcast and we look forward to being back with you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.